0: Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast.
1: Yeah, so we've got Kate Hellings with us. Um, she is the president of PULSA this year. Amazing woman.
0: <laughs> um, so how's your day been, Kate? It's been good. Um, we've been really busy. Um, this morning we had our International Women's Day Breakfast, which was, um, I think, overall quite a success. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful day and Dirty Dunners, really, eh? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the breakfast was a bit chaotic. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have a wee vendita against the Botans for a while now. But, you know, it's okay. It's still a beautiful place. I think they're mildly anti-feminist, but... We, we don't want to start <laughs> that on
1: here. Big <laughs> call <laughs> to
2: make on the radio. We don't want to start rumors here.
1: Not today. <laughs> Goodness gracious me.
2: But a PSA to everyone listening. Don't try and barbecue in the Botans.
1: Yeah, you're not allowed to barbecue in the Botans. As much as you think that it's a park, it's actually a museum for plants. And you
2: you can barbecue <laughs> in the park
1: across the road from the
0: Botans. Yeah, ends. the Dunedin Town Belt, barbecue friendly. You yes. can ruin a cricket ground, but you can't ruin. Apparently, weird ducks like to swim. Right? That's the, exactly. That's yeah, the I think
1: vibe. I think that's
0: I think that's the law. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, what is Pulsar? So Pulsar is the politics students' association. Um, obviously for Otago. Um, two prongs to it, I guess. So one, um, we provide support, networking. Um, I guess friendship opportunities. I uh, Maybe we we'll describe it like that for for politics students, but also we're very, very welcome and encourage um, students who don't study politics um, to be a member of our association and meet some, I guess, politically-minded individuals as well. Yeah, my um, flatmate was
1: at Bear Hive last night, and she is, like, she didn't even vote in the last election. She's not very political. I'm glad she joined me. Um, yeah, and <laughs> she was stuck in a conversation with someone who was, like, trying to push socialism on her for about 30 minutes. Oh, and- <laughs> sister. And she was just, like so confused and quite drunk that's, um. <laughs> that's right in the deep end really yeah, from no.
2: like yeah. apolitical to like just straight in there
1: she, I do was, love she it. was pretty convinced though actually he had a good argument did not he not gonna lie yeah no I would I would go back to him for a debate I think it was dang it was good. she
0: needed a pen and paper eh yeah. <laughs> proper debate yeah time for the rebuttal <laughs> definitely not um. on this show not on this show <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, tell us a bit about Bear Hive last night. Yeah, so um, it was our first major event of the year and it's sort of a meet and greet um, opportunity for students um, to obviously mix and mingle, but also have a political conversation. I feel like it flows more freely um, with a couple of beersies in UA. Um, but it was really a good opportunity for people to meet the exec as well, I think. Um, this year it's super important, uh, like you say, for, for engagement, um, just... For the exec to to be really reaching out to to the people that are members of their association um and get to know each other but also i think given the COVID circumstances as well um i would say it's more than just a mix and mingle. It's actually like here's an event that you can go to in person and meet people which is something that we're not really that common um yeah. in the world at the moment with our zoom drinks um so yeah that was that was what bear hive was about really
1: yeah it was pretty good, actually. I had a good time. We had a pretty good turnout.
0: Yeah, we did, actually. (laughs) I was pretty... I was stoked, eh? I was... Very, very nervous coming into it, obviously, um, as a new member of the exec. Um, you want to make a good impression. You want people to turn up. And I hope that I made a good impression. A lot of people turned up, which was fantastic as well. Um, and I managed to float through a few groups, and everyone was having really cool conversations. Um, and it wasn't just political conversations, but, you know, um, values, beliefs, ethics. So I was really, really stoked with that, too. Um, and no serious arguments about politics as well, which was fantastic at a Politics Students Association event (laughs) especially full
2: of um, politics students who are at various stages of inebriation I would say that and I can say this as a politics student I think the only thing worse than a sober politics student is a drunk one.
0: Sister, don't even get like, started on that. We're,
2: we're quite insufferable, I've got to say. I couldn't drag any of my non-pols friends along.
0: <laughs> but with that said, you should still come along. <laughs> I think the thing is, though, like if you study politics, I don't know, I've been to a few parties down um, Dundas and Castle Street where sometimes because it's all you study, you tend to not want to talk about it after yeah. hours. Um, I sometimes get like that. I want to talk about, I don't know, the women's <laughs> football. I know that's boring as well, but it's good chat to start with or talk about life rather than politics all the time we do have, appear to be two dimensional but there's a few other things that we like talk about as well (laughs) Can you give us your women's football takes? I'm sure there'll be a listener out there who'll appreciate it Okay, so my take is, and if you're a football fan you're going to hate me for this um, but I support Tottenham Hotspur for a start so and I support Tottenham women's team we've got a couple of Kiwis in there um, so I love that to start with but I think coming up with the the Women's Football World Cup um, the U- I think the US is going to take it I mean their women's team and to be fair and this is getting political now <laughs> <laughs> the development team the way that they're pl- um, paid to start with um, puts them above most other countries. I think New Zealand's women's, as far as New Zealand women's football is going, um, definitely needs more funding, more airtime to start with, right? You've got people who are playing at a professional level who can't afford to feed their kids if they were just to um, play football, right? So that puts us in an immediate disadvantage. But in saying that, some of that grassroots football level, so mainland football, Canterbury football, um, they've been doing so much with their women's team. It's been phenomenal to see. And so I'm quite excited for this World Cup because I think, personally, I think I care we girls are going to do quite well, and I think that will start encouraging women to be like, "Hey, this is a thing that I can do, not just part time. I, sh- I can do it full time." And I think it will start that movement again for for better pay to start with more equality for for women's football in general as well. That's yeah. my hot take.
2: Yeah, it's a good hot take. <laughs> was a I spicy know
0: take. <laughs> I am not the biggest like you
2: know follower of sports, but I do know that in most professional sports, women are just so.
0: If not underrepresented, then so underpaid. I Most think definitely, as well. I just don't adhere to that argument that, well, women don't get the same viewership as men. Right? Well, you've got to start on an equal playing field. So if you're putting women's sports say, at four thirty p.m., then you've got your main headline, and you can't see that I'm doing quotation marks, but I am. Um, you know, event at six thirty seven p.m. Mm people do tend to go to the later one rather than the earlier one, right? So that's that's where it starts. I was really impressed with um, the recent uh, domestic cricket games for the finals, they had women um, at a later time. And that, sh- and that showed that viewership actually went up as well. So it's not just mm, about yeah. gender, it's actually about what's convenient for people to go see. You know, that doesn't actually just go for sports because I don't know if either of you have been following
2: what's happening with baseline, not baseline, um... Homegrown, I think it's yeah. homegrown music festival. Um, their lineup, all of the women are at the start, and it's the exact same thing with music festivals: is that people arrive later. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Definitely. it's about it's about scheduling.
0: It is it is about scheduling. I think there's that, and it is about payment, right? Oh, um, yeah. Sponsorship as well. I think there's a lot more we can do um, all round to to support women's sport, and I know it angers a lot of people, and it might be a hot take, but at the end of the day. If you're playing the same quality of sport, you should be given the same pay, the same opportunities in an equal playing field. Um, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Um, all right,
1: well, back to Pulsar yeah, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we went um, a bit. way off track there. Uh, what's in the Pulsar pipeline at the moment?
0: I can't give away all trade secrets, right? Um, <laughs> but I did... Campaign on wanting to do more um, outreach. I want more diversity. And when I say diversity, we're talking cross spectrum. So, you know, obviously um, the events that we want to do include non alcoholic events, which I know is sort of like a controversial take. um, Especially for Otago. (laughs) Especially for Otago. um, But also want to make it maybe a bit more um, professional in the sense uh, for networking opportunities too, because I think when it comes down to it, you know, we, a lot of students, um, work hard, play hard and I think there's the opportunity for students associations to mature a bit and I'm hoping that Pulsar can pull that off I mean we've got a phenomenal exec um, a whole really talented group of people who have connections, have experience and I'm really really hoping to, to utilise that, um, so that's the overall overarching theme I think that I would like to take Pulsar towards
1: Yeah very good, yeah, I do like that. um so, why is politics important to you
0: uh, i I hate this question um because it's usually has a long answer, right? Um, for me politics governs everything we do so whether it's you know you get up in the morning and you walk to work why is it that Dunedin's footpaths aren't as nice as Auckland's footpaths why is it that you're being paid 18 bucks an hour instead of 21 dollars an hour um, and politics influences other policy as well. It, it comes back to your private life as well, right? The domestic sphere. So, you know, why is it that women tend to be in lower you know, lower paid jobs, for example? So politics is important because one, it's about participation. And when we have, and we do have in New Zealand still, minority groups and large percentage of minority groups who are disengaged with the system um, don't want to participate. We need to bring it back to the fact that, you know, we can educate, we can say, hey, this is how you participate, this is how we start a movement, this is how you can be an activist, um, so that you feel that you have a government that cares about you, you feel that the laws reflect your values. Um, So that's why I think politics is important, because I don't think, even on a radio station right now, like, there is broadcasting standards, there's broadcasting policy Politics governs all of that. So for me, it's um, it comes down to simple fact of, you know, you've got to um, take control and try and participate and influence the things that affect you. Um, and nearly everything that you do is affected by politics, essentially.
1: 100% agree.
0: Um, if there's someone
1: out there who doesn't vote, maybe currently listening, um, what would you say to them to get them to vote?
0: What would I say? I probably... After being slightly hurt, <laughs> taking personal offence, I would say to them, even though it seems far-fetched, there is this notion that every vote matters, and it does. Because by simply taking a stand on something, and you do that without voting, right? You still have opinions on something. Even to say, I'm not going to vote, mm-hmm. is a political stance. You should participate because you never know what your impact of your vote's going to make. And it doesn't necessarily happen straight away. It could be that you tell someone, I voted this way because of this, and that makes someone think about their own values. I think referendums last year are a prime example. Why did you vote for or against euthanasia, for example? And just by participating in that, you have an incredible amount to say, um, and you have an incredible amount you can influence as well. Um, and it's mm. conversation, just simple conversation.
2: Yeah, I think if people don't recognise um, the impact Impact in New Zealand system that a single vote can have. Go look at the numbers from some of the really close electorates last year. Like yeah, um, Tamati Coffee and Rawiri Waititi were really really close, yeah. and I can't remember the name of the electorate, but they were really close. Same with um, Chloe Swarbrick and I, again I can't. It was Helen White. They had close close results in Auckland Central. Like especially when it comes to the person representing your
0: electorate, those numbers get come they come down to the nitty gritty. It's actually quite interesting because I wrote a a sort of mini-thesis in one of the 390 polls papers. So I looked at comparing um, the right to vote between Māori voters in New Zealand and black voters in the States. And one of the things, and one of the studies that came through, um, and I'm can't remember the name of the study, so I apologise for this, was that if you are a marginalised group, you have the most to gain from voting right? and this is coming out in Obama's book so it may seem far off that you can influence a vote, but it's by having a conversation and you influence ten people who influence another ten people, who influence another ten people, it actually can flip an electorate, it can flip an entire election. I mean, I think Mm. one of the things that came out um, particularly in the Obama years, for example I know America seems far off, but it's It's a really relevant example Is that it's not necessarily even about changing Someone's opinion, it's actually about getting more people To vote the way in which your Politics falls, right, and lies Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's kind of What I would say is um, Yeah, why you should vote You, You never know what a singular vote can Can change Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
1: The last election was like quite telling in that, especially like of all elections.
2: Oh yeah, I was. I remember like sitting at home. I had a few mates, family, had a few drinks, watching the election, and yeah, just watching everything. There were electorates that I just didn't expect to be so close. That were just like crazily
0: close. It was insane. I think it also comes down to the New Zealand political environment as well. You know, we have had, and I'm happy to say, a phenomenal COVID response, right? Oh, yeah. And I think New Zealand politics in particular, and I'm a huge fan of the MMP system, which I know can be quite controversial to say um, to politics students to start with. (laughs) But um, it's amazing uh, in that sense as well, when it comes down to it, watching how um, world events You know, we think about domestic politics as just insular things inside New Zealand, but how world events really do influence an election. um, You know, Mm. here we've seen it in the U.S., we've seen it in the U.K. as well, Um, and I think we'll see it in Germany. I mean, Merkel's standing down, right? Mm. So Mm. that's going to be really interesting to see. um, In a way, was she a populist leader, right?
2: Yeah. Well,
0: because she's been one of the longest, if not the longest-standing chancellor. um, Yeah. I. We'll need to fact check that, but she's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, that would be phenomenal to see where Germany's future is as well. So there's yeah. so, much, so many exciting things going yeah. on. I don't know.
2: It's, I don't know that it's too controversial to uh, plug your support for MMP. I think. I don't think I'm happy to to plug mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: like MMP. I'm gonna I, put it out I there. I look
2: at my family in the UK with first past the post and just the way that electoral system works. Um, I think MMP guarantees. So much more representation of different groups um, than you think, can ever get with First Past the Post.
0: I think MMP also, perhaps not this election so much just because of the victory that Labor had, mm. but in general, there's a lot more um, accountability with, with the um, MMP. And I think accountability is, is really important um, because at the end of the day, you know, there are going to be laws that are passed at a party that you support that you may not necessarily agree with. Um, And sometimes it's really, really important. I I say sometimes. I'm going to go out with certainty on this one. It is extremely important to have different groups provide different perspectives on a particular piece of law, um, I think it helps you also formulate your own opinions, right? Um, and if you find something um, with those elected representatives and no one represents your idea, I think it almost enforces you to be like, hey, I'm actually going to submit to this because no one's actually said this now. Whereas I feel like sometimes with um, FPP or or, or, two, or sometimes even like just two-party systems, people feel a bit like, oh well, no one would really necessarily take My stance, so you know, I might not. I'm not going to contribute to this.
2: Yeah, I think we have a much more direct line to our parliament and to what's going on in our government under MMP. Some of that comes down to New Zealand being a small country and the fact that I walked past David Clark and Gareth Hughes having a conversation outside David Clark's (laughs) office
1: earlier today. But you know, there we saw David Clark um, biking past this morning.
2: (laughs) The notorious (laughs) bike ride. (laughs) Oh my goodness! (laughs) But yeah, there's there's definitely benefits to
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Um, so
0: who's your favourite
1: politician in Parliament at the moment, and why is that? I
0: actually couldn't put it down to, to one person, um, simply because... So I'm a foreign affairs buff. I I love foreign affairs, so I think the work that Jacinda Ardern is doing in, in the foreign affairs um, sphere is just incredible. Seeing New Zealand become one of the top um, rising soft powers in the world is just... Mm. I, I Yeah, I, I didn't believe believe it when I read it um, and obviously we can't put too much um, reading into some one person I think it was the Sydney Morning Herald's take but I still think that um, bolstering our foreign profile is really important but I also would say that it's quite um, I would also say, say that I, I like having Judith Collins as leader of the opposition this is one of the first times that we've had is it the first time we've had a leader of the opposition and prime minister being female or one of the first when was the last time that the leader of the national party was a woman
1: I wouldn't Jenny be able Shipley.
2: to answer that question. So
0: I would, I'm going to say, yeah, that was a long time ago. But I, I think it's phenomenal. I would probably say both of them in the sense that, you know, you've got women holding other women accountable. Um, and I think in COVID era, that's really important, given that women have been, in terms of employment, substantially more affected than men. I will Hugely. say that. Oh, yeah. The
2: statistics show it. Like, it's almost all, overall, when you look at the job losses, like, kind of job losses minus job gains all job losses have pretty much come from women it's insane
0: and and i think it's fantastic as well because i do think that jacinda and judith complement each other um, in quite important debates in the sense that they they are prepared to have a quite an intellectual debate on issues that they don't agree with and for me i think that's really important that we have um, debates that aren't just superficial or mm. a meme line or a tag, but actually get down to the nitty gritty. So that's why I couldn't put it down to one. I would probably put it down to to two. Particularly, like I say, for that female perspective, um, I think that's really really important. Yeah, cool. I
1: like that that's, answer. Um, so yeah, talk to us about pantsuits. Uh, where's your
0: <laughs> where's your pink
2: pantsuit speaking from? Speaking of speaking of strong, powerful women in, <laughs> in
0: politics. <laughs> I don't know if it's a hazing hero. I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, you can never get past a good pantsuit. I yeah. So I have two power play pink pantsuits. Um, So I got one. I work. um, It's a casual employee at Country Road. So um, I I got one from there. Um, The other one I actually got for. In a sale. (laughs) Um, It's a Tommy Hilfiger one um, from a wee bougie sale at Valentine's. I couldn't go past it. But I feel like if you dress to impress, I'm definitely one of those people. I think it makes you feel more confident and more comfortable in yourself. And I think it also demands a bit of respect as well, right? Yeah.
2: Um,
0: And that's not just suits per se. You know, it's your own personal style. But I'm just, yeah, I'm a sucker for a good pantsuit.
2: I think... I still think I, I need to invest in one. A hundred percent. I think I need it. You I've got like watermelon. a
1: watermelon-colored pantsuit that I've been Pop needing off to queen. crack out. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was like my summer fit at work.
2: It was great. Maybe maybe that could be a Pulsar event. a women's pantsuit. they have like a pantsuit like breakfast. Pantsuit Just like a Pulsar break- breakfast for <laughs> everyone We a lot of a food suit. left over, so Oh yeah, it <laughs> should not
0: be on the realm, eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But we could definitely do a pantsuit-themed um, event. I think we should. Yeah, I'd be super down on that. I think I need to run it past the exec first. But I'm going to put my vote out there for a yes. I'll also put my vote in there for a yes. So that's two. Amazing. I think Thomas is probably, if he's listening to this right now, is going to be saying, I need to check the bank, so stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm still going to be in the realms of, yes, this should happen.
1: Fantastic. (laughs) Ambition is good. Um, So what's your favourite bread?
0: Favourite bread? Um delicious because it's good for you. What on earth is that? It's the, um, I think it's nature's oh so Delicious. and it's kind of like a hybrid between traditional multigrain and white bread. So it's, you know, I would say it's quite versatile. It's healthy. You can have it as a sandwich. You can toast it. I'm not a fan of toasting multigrain bread, and I have some hot takes. This oh, is why yeah. probably some people call me a bit of a weirdo <laughs> with my food. <laughs> but like I just don't really like toasting multigrain bread, because I feel like it makes me feel like the texture's kind of weird in my mouth.
2: Oh, there's nothing I think is better than toasted Vogels
1: with scrambled eggs okay, on top. Vogels Ugh. goes hard, but sometimes when I eat eggs with multigrain bread, like my brain thinks the seeds is eggshells, and I just like feel physically ill. I don't know what kind oh. of I feel that way about
0: avocados. I can't stand avocados. Oh, goodness, Kate! I genuinely cannot. And it's who would texture. have thought
2: that your most controversial takes would be the non-political
0: ones? <laughs> actually, the other really controversial take that upset upset Twitter was that I said Wellington had average coffee and I put Christchurch and Dunedin above I Wellington. Cannot you didn't go to tell Raglan you, most, though,
2: you didn't go to Raglan Ross. No, and I did so I good. cannot tell you how much I enjoyed watching that play out. I also entirely agree with you. Dunedin has such good coffee. Dunedin does have good
1: coffee, it's actually. Just, I can agree.
0: I feel like you need to have this... Okay, (laughs) I'm probably going to get cancelled by this. (laughs) This is the end of (laughs) Gay On this one interview, I feel like you need to be able to go to, like, three coffee stores in a day, right? And two out of those three have to be good coffee. And I feel like, for me, obviously the places I've been going, because I've been cultured now, um, in Wellington weren't necessarily the salubrious coffee places. Mm. Um, But I feel like in Dunedin, two out of three coffee joints even sometimes three out of three have good coffee I yeah, think
2: I that people in Wellington are maybe too rushed and maybe that makes their baristas a bit too rushed with making their coffee and I think Dunedin just everyone's just not in quite such a hurry yeah everyone's chilling
1: for sure
0: I think <laughs> it depends on the beans that you have as well I think it's a combination of things. It's like
1: how rushed your barista is, and like you know how slow they're letting the water pour, and then the beans, and then the fine grind. But then
0: again, right? I I'm going to plug dispensary, the uni dispensary, right now, yeah, because they are constantly busy they're constantly rushed off their feet with food on top of coffee and they have consistently fantastic coffee such good and coffee yeah no I
1: highly agree on that one
0: and I've
2: gone in there right at closing time and they've given me a free scone like wow well, they, they yeah. just they're, they're just they, too good they I can't oh, see it. a floor the only floor they're
0: not open in the weekends
1: yeah that is a that is a pretty major one though mm. that is
0: but the hospital one is that open at the weekends do you know oh I don't know because like if I was injured I get injured quite frequently doing sporty kind of things um like you know on a Saturday evening I want a coffee I would yeah. love to have a coffee from dispensary in the hospital yeah fantastic I, would put that I did there. not
1: know there was a dispensary in the hospital. Sure, I obviously haven't yeah. been to the hospital
2: enough. Yeah, well, ho- I would say that's a good thing, Ruby. Yeah,
1: I would. Also say <laughs> a good thing. Maybe I should, uh, should strive to get my hospital intake. <laughs> intake, my intake most self.
0: embarrassing thing is like I've dislocated my shoulder like six times, and I was in second year law. Maybe I was in my third year. I can't remember, but I come home from the library. I draw. I was so I was sober, 100% sober, and I fell out of the shower and dislocated my shoulder and my mate had to come round and he had to drive my car and get me to to hospital just to make sure it was all back in properly and this was like eleven thirty midnight and the hospital weren't having a day they were like are you sure you're not drunk and I was like genuinely I'm just clumsy <laughs> but then I remember this girl just rocking up and she she was really steamed and it must have been third year because this was when lime scooters had just come out. Oh, yeah. And I hear this almighty s- screeching, like, beeping. And everyone comes out and the nurses stand up and they, you know, start to come out. And this girl just arrives and she goes, she's got blood on the top of her head. And she goes, I think I might be concussed as <laughs> she drops the lime scooter. And I was like, at what point? Like, how are you concussed but also, like, semi-logical in the fact you're like, don't have transport I'm going to Lyme to the hospital <laughs> you know what I mean like there's some there's a line <laughs> only of only in Dunedin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah still one of my favourite memories eh
2: insane so good. too good right. thank you so much for coming in to talk to us no Kate. that has thank been you. enlightening for the people and what if what can people do if they want to join or if this is and this made them want to
0: So um, hopefully my coffee take hasn't um, upset you all too much. (laughs) But so you've got two options. Um, The first one is to go on our Facebook page, um, like us, obviously, and then on the top right corner there's a sign-up. And then you'll go onto Google Docs and you'll probably think, what's going on here? But we've got a bank account number. Um, Just flick us $5, put your name in the reference, and you're a member with us. Or approach one of our EXEC members with $5. bucks. we will take your name... um, And probably we'll take an email as well. That would be useful. And um, you can become a member that way as well. Um, But like I say, you don't have to be a poll student. And in fact, we really encourage you, if you're not a poll student, have some political opinions. Even if you don't, come along. It would be awesome to have you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you
2: so much, Kate. Now we
0: That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.